Welcome to Stories from the Midland, a collection of historic tales from Taylor County and the surrounding areas. In today's story, I'm going to talk to you about a little bridge. This bridge crosses the middle fork of the South Platte River about a third of the way between Spinney Mountain Reservoir and the town of Hartzell. You may be asking yourself, what does this bridge have to do with history? Well, in our podcast about Sam Hartzell and the town named after him, we talk about a Colorado Midland Railway train emerging from 11 Mile Canyon and picking up speed as it passed through the High Plains. This was in a time before 11 Mile Reservoir and Spinney Mountain Reservoir were even created. The Middle Fork of the South Platte River was the only body of water that flowed through the area to the canyon and the train followed it through the plains. But Mother Nature creates nothing in a perfectly straight line and the Middle Fork wound back and forth into and out of the path where the track was to be laid. Interestingly, the scar from the rail bed can still be seen from the air. Coming from the east end of this stretch of river, the visible scar emerges from underwater on the west side of Spinney Reservoir. It continues westward, slightly changing direction a few times, but continuing to follow the middle fork of the South Platte until it reaches Hartzell, where it briefly merges with Highway 24. Now, when laying the rail bed, the track builders had two choices where the river impeded construction. In some of the less extreme cases, the builders slightly redirected the river, cutting off a loop turn and instead creating a straight portion of river next to where the rail bed would be. Of course, this didn't redirect the entire river, just straightened a small part of it. When redirecting the river wasn't a realistic option, maybe because the looping turn was too big to straighten, the railroad workers built bridges like the one I'm talking about now. Now, this bridge is the only one still standing, but at other crossings, you can still find evidence of those bridges in the exposed pylons and scattered cross members. Going with the building materials of the time, these bridges weren't built from the robust cement and iron that are common today, but they did build these crossings tough. This one's built from heavy plank wood laid down in alternating layers and suspended on heavy log legs. While I'm sure this bridge will no longer support a locomotive weighing over 100,000 pounds and its attached tender and cars, it still feels sturdy underfoot. Considering that the Colorado Midland Railway began service in 1887, that makes this bridge over 130 years old. Even considering the inspections and maintenance this bridge probably underwent, it still had to last through all the varied seasons Colorado threw at it. All the snow and rain, all the direct sunlight and violent storms, all the summer heat and winter freezes. And when the railroad stopped operation in 1918, so too did the maintenance. This means the structure lasted as bare wood for over a century. As you follow the remnants of the Colorado Midland Railway, you can see its importance to ranching. The rail bed is surrounded by farms, some of which are still in operation and some that are long abandoned. If you're standing on the bridge, you can look across and see an old farm off to the north, less than half a mile away. The railway stop in Hartzell was important for cattle, sheep, and hay farmers of the area to get their products to market. So obviously the Colorado Midland was important to local industries and to get to its many destinations, its designers and builders had to overcome many challenges presented by the landscape. 
They redirected rivers. They built bridges, both small like the one I'm talking about, and large trestle bridges. They blasted, drilled, and hammered out tunnels. And they cut through hillsides and filled gullies they needed to cross. And along the way, they connected two other railroads like the Midland Terminal Railway that served the Cripple Creek Gold District. The Colorado Midland was truly a lifeline that served El Paso, Teller, and Park Counties and beyond. Thank you for listening. This is Tommy Allen, and on behalf of Trevor Phipps, have a great day. And if you find yourself crossing an old bridge, think about its significance to the surrounding area. We look forward to having you join us next time for more Stories from the Midland. Even considering the inspections and maintenance this broge, this broge. And when the railroad stopped operation in 1819, 1819, and when the railroad stopped operation in 1918,